It's The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. We're bringing you the news in real time, like live radio, but on your schedule. Here's the latest. The U.S. is meeting with China today. This comes after Russia reportedly asked the Chinese government to give the country weapons to help with the invasion of Ukraine. So in Rome today, the National Security Advisor of the U.S. will warn China of the economic penalties it will face if it continues to side with Russia. Russia is now threatening U.S. businesses that join the boycott of the country. The Wall Street Journal reports Russia is threatening to arrest executives of companies like Coca-Cola, McDonald's, and IBM if they criticize the Kremlin and possibly seize and nationalize the assets of firms that withdraw from Russia. Mother Jones reports that Kremlin talking points sent to the Russian media in early March advised them to use more Tucker Carlson on their broadcasts. The Fox News host had been notably pro-Putin in the run-up to Russia's invasion. A memo Mother Jones viewed sums up Carlson's position like this, quote, Russia is only protecting its interests and security. Brent Renault, an award-winning American documentary maker, has been shot and killed in Ukraine. The 50-year-old was reporting on refugees in a suburb of Kyiv when he and another journalist came under fire from Russian forces. Renault died at the scene. He was known for thoughtful, in-depth documentaries from some of the world's most troubled spots. The mayors of Washington and New York are warning people experiencing homelessness to seek shelter after a series of shootings apparently connected to one person. Police are searching for a suspect who has shot five people, killing two, first in D.C., then in New York City. The victims were sleeping on the streets at the time they were shot. San Diego is paying residents of a homeless encampment to keep their neighborhood clean. In the new program, residents will be given bins and paid $2 for every bag of trash they collect. A retired attorney and active volunteer helped start the program. He got the idea from the residents themselves, who said they'd like to keep their area clean but didn't have any place to put their trash. We're updating those headlines as news happens until 1 p.m. Eastern, so keep checking in. Also coming up, we talk about the investing app Robinhood. It turns stock trading into a game, but the people who use the app don't seem to be winning. WebEx is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com slash hybrid work. Barack Obama has tested positive for COVID-19. He announced it on social media on Sunday. He'd had a scratchy throat for a few days, but said his symptoms are mild. The 60-year-old former president is fully vaxxed and boosted. He says so far, his wife Michelle has tested negative. It looks like Tom Brady wants to play football till the wheels fall off. The seven-time Super Bowl champion came out of retirement on Sunday just 40 days after calling it quits. The 44-year-old announced his decision to return to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on social media, saying he has unfinished business. Maybe he'll be like LeBron James and only retire once he and his son can play on the same team together. Only 10 more years, Tom. If you live in the UK, next time someone airdrops you an unsolicited dick pic on the tube or anywhere else for that matter, you can press charges against them. That's because of a new law that makes cyber flashing a criminal offense. Perpetrators could face up to two years in prison. If you thought you could avoid record high gas prices by taking an Uber, think again. 
Uber says it's going to charge customers a new fuel fee to offset the cost for its various ride hailing and delivery services. The change takes effect this Wednesday, so you have two days to get your affairs in order. But don't fret, the fee is temporary and it will range between 35 to 55 cents extra per Uber, plus all of the money is going directly to drivers. Hollywood is paying tribute to film and stage actor William Hurt, who died on Sunday. He was 71. His son announced his death was due to prostate cancer. His career was long and varied. He was nominated for four Oscars, winning Best Actor for Kiss of the Spider Woman in 1985. He was known to older generations for roles in Broadcast News and The Big Chill. He also joined the MCU more recently. You might remember him as Thaddeus Ross, the general who was there on the day Bruce Banner became the Incredible Hulk. Tennis star Naomi Osaka was heckled by a spectator at the beginning of her set at the Indian Wells Masters over the weekend. After she lost the match, Osaka was asked to speak directly to the audience. She said she was thinking of a 2001 incident where Venus and Serena Williams were heckled at the same venue. I don't know why, but like it, it went into my head and I, it got replayed a lot. Um, I'm trying not to cry. The Williams sisters boycotted Indian Wells for more than a decade after. We want to take a look now at Robinhood. That's the stock trading app that got super popular early in the pandemic. Robinhood promised to make day trading fun. It had explosions of confetti when stocks went up and notifications when they went down. But after a group of Redditors used the app to drive up stock in GameStop, Robinhood started getting attention from regulators and from users who realized the app really wasn't what they thought it was. Robin Kaiser Schatzlein has written about Robinhood, and he says it was likely a fleeting cultural phenomenon, and maybe you should think twice before you use it. Well, Robinhood started in 2016, and their pitch was to democratize finance. I think that largely, I don't know if that was ever really true. What they did do is to take day trading and make it uh, accessible on an app. You write that Robinhood users weren't customers of the app, that they were the product. What does that mean? Uh, Robinhood's business model was to make money selling their customers' trades to market-making firms. You would put in a trade on your Robinhood app to buy uh, some stock on Amazon, and Robinhood sold the right to execute that information to another company. When you use a brokerage like that, you actually don't you don't own the stock yourself. The brokerage, to some extent, buys it for you, holds it, and then trades it. But when users found that out, it wasn't what they thought it was. Huh. That seems to be the case with a lot of app models that start with the promise of something free. Right. And I think that, you know, it's a larger question that had to do with like when we all found out that Facebook was selling our information to make money and that it wasn't really free. You know, we were the product of Facebook. Our information was being mined, packaged and sold to people. So what are some scenarios for the future of Robinhood? One of the basic things that I think is important to understand is that day trading is actually not a money-making proposition for most people. Most scholars say that you know day traders just lose money. And for the most part, it seems like people have realized this. And what most brokerages advise people to do is put their money into an index fund, which means that it's not moving around very much, and it's very unsexy, and it's very boring. But for the most part, that is what a, a good brokerage will do. And if Robinhood is going to compete with the bigger brokerages, 
they'll have to become a lot more conservative. And I know you're not here to give people, you know, trading or investing advice. But if I were listening to this, I might think twice before investing some money in Robinhood or trying to play around with it. Right. I mean, I, I would tell any of my friends that day trading is not a money-making proposition. Maybe it's fun for you. Maybe you like betting. Maybe you like speculating. But it's not how a person makes money. The amount of information that you have access to as a day trader is so infinitely smaller than the amount of information that like a hedge fund has who have paid researchers on staff. Like You're never going to beat the market in that asymmetry of information. And I think that a lot of people like rushing into unsophisticated investors, as they're called, that rushing into equity markets is a sign of possibly a bubble and to some extent a unstable market. And I think that for the most part, we might look back on Robinhood as just being a kind of warning or a spasm that happened prior to things correcting a little bit. Thanks for joining us, Rob. Robin Kaiser Schatzlein reports on the economy and politics. That's it for now. Check back for the latest headlines anytime through 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Thanks for listening to The Refresh from Insider. 